Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo! Hey, real quick, want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family now. We were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie, didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week, and he said this. From the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in, Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal, right up to Steve helping me get this survey through, nothing but professionalism all around. Dealing with First Family has helped us to the point we've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend First Family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home Thanks to Conrad and the entire First Family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review. And congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real, folks. Savewithconrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 states. But if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, Savewithconrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. That's Savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfreeshows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Title Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to something to wrestle with. Something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Well, you know. That's not a rib. She pooted. She pooted. What a rib? No, yeah, but me. There's no box of gimmicks. Rumor and innuendo. I don't deal in rumor and innuendo. It, it, it. Was he there? I was there. Say something about I don't give a shit. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared to shit. Fuck him. You, Bruce. Ah, Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Bruce, what's going on, baby? How are you? Paul, it's good to see you again. Paul, come on now. Oh, wait a minute. Which one are you? Look, y'all both have a beard. That's hurtful. Y'all both have a beard, do you not? Yeah, but mine's better. You know that. Yeah, you got hair. I do. And a personality. Well, there's that. Oh, hell. Hey man, I'm excited to be back with you today. We're talking about one of your great close personal friends, the Godfather, AKA the soul taker, AKA comma Mustafa, AKA Papa Shango, AKA Sir Charles, AKA the good father, AKA Charles, Wright. Whatever you want to call him. He is I our subject bear. bear. There you go. Little bear action. You know, I've heard that nickname for a long time, but I don't know why he's called bear. Why would one refer to Godfather as bear? Cause undertaker does. 
Well, there's that, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, every time he would talk to me about him, he was just talking about Barry. Okay. So my first like thing with him was Bear. So that was I thought that was his damn name. I thought he was a soul taker and that is that was his gimmick name. His real name was just Bear. Born May sixteenth, nineteen sixty one in Palo Alto, California, grew up in San Diego. In his late teens, he plays basketball and later goes on to the University of Nevada. He's an offensive tackle for the football team there. And what do you know? He decided it might be fun to work in a strip club or two. He does that and then uh, works as a bodyguard and somehow gets into professional wrestling in 1989 when he's 28 years old. I got to tell you, this guy's lived quite a life, man. If you can work in as a young man, Hey man, you want to work at a strip club? Well, okay. Hey, you want to be a bodyguard? Well, that sounds fun. What about pro wrestling? My man had a pretty fun life before the age of 28. Did he not? I would think so. Probably living, uh, others dreams in real life on the edge of a lightning bolt. If you will, baby. Daddy. So he's trained by Larry sharp at the monster factory after being noticed by Scott Norton and other wrestlers. He's uh, attending to a bar near where they live and they're filming a, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. We might call over the top over in Las Vegas. And boy, did he have a unique look? This is a six foot six tall individual running over 300 pounds, rocking a Mohawk tattoos. We might even call them sleeves on both arms back before that was really common. He had quite the look, but talk to me about Larry sharp and the monster factory. We don't talk a lot about Larry or the monster factory these days. You know, Larry Sharp back in the day, uh, 80s, 90s, was really one of the only commercial wrestling schools that there was. Right. You didn't have all these wrestling schools that you have now or the Internet where you could just look up where, you know, learn how to be a pro wrestler. And five easy lessons and $6,000, you too can be a professional wrestler. And we guarantee you that you will have your very first professional wrestling match. And by God, they take their $6,000, give them their five lessons and show them how to roll around in the ring. And by God, they will promote an honest to God, live professional wrestling event and put them on it. And you will have your first live professional wrestling match. So they will guarantee all of their promises. But Larry, was the first one that kind of went public with wrestling schools. Wrestling schools, they didn't have them. If you wanted to be a wrestler, you would usually have to try and find a wrestler that was willing to take the time and the effort to train you. And a lot of times that meant, you know, traveling the towns, getting to the town early, setting up the ring, and getting in the ring a few hours a day before the matches. If you were lucky, uh, an actual school with a curriculum didn't exist in those days. Wow. And Larry, you know, actually had one where Larry was kind of a go-to guy where you could pay him and he would teach you how to wrestle. You know, later on there was Johnny Rods and, and guys like that that followed in the same footsteps in the Northeast, but pretty much... You know, Larry was probably the most famous of those because he would, 
he would publicize himself and he would get out there with the likes of a Bam Bam Bigelow and say, hey, look at me, look at this monster that I found. And a guy like Bear, who, you know, so damn big and such a unique look that Bear passed a couple of tests. He passed the airport test where no matter where you were, if he walked by, you had to stop and look because he yes. looked like somebody. He was yes. huge. Yes. It's huge. And he looks like somebody. But he also passed the, if Bear wants to give you a look like he's going to rip your neck off. What's he going to do? You're, but you're going to feel it. Yes. And you're going to be scared. Yes. I don't care who you are, how tough you may think you are. Back in the day, and still today, if Charles wants to fucking look at you and uh, intimidate you, he definitely has that ability. Guys, could we do a show about the Godfather without talking about Blue Chew? Listen, I could do a little Godfather rap right now, but I would just not do it any justice. Let's all hop aboard the blue chew train. This episode and all of our episodes are sponsored by blue chew. We all know that confidence can take you far in life. I mean, you could start out as, as a voodoo, you know, a voodoo daddy, and then you could turn into like an ultimate fighting machine. Then you could become a pimp and well, maybe then you could relent and then just give it. I don't know. Okay. This is not the story of Godfather. This is the story of your wiener and we want to get it real, real hard so hard that even a cat couldn't scratch it. That's what blue chew can do for you. It's going to boost that confidence. You're going to feel like the Godfather, man. I'm telling you blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, you can take them anytime day or night. So you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy and Bluetooth tablets are made right here in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, and who couldn't chew it and do it. We're talking about having better sex. Y'all don't you want that? Of course you do. Why not try this? All right. We got a special deal for you right now. We want you to try blue chew free. Use the promo code wrestle at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is wrestle to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
So talk to me about the monster factory these days. Do you know anything about Danny cage or what's happening these days? What what's the current reputation or, uh, you know, industry perspective of a place I have like no idea. I met Danny one time in San Antonio, Texas. Um, uh, that's it. I really don't know much else about him. Well, let's talk about what's next here. We're talking about the soul taker down in Memphis. That's where he first gets his start. It's a name given to him based on one of the tattoos on his arm. He debuts on the October 14th, 1989 TV show, his trainer. And, uh, well, I guess now his manager and mouthpiece is Larry Sharp tagging along as he defeats a couple of locals, Tim Hall and Chris Frazier in a handicap match, which makes all the sense in the world. Like six foot six, 330 pounds. That's a big man anywhere, but in Memphis, a really big man. And about a week later, October 23rd, 1989, he's going to defeat Jerry Lawler for the USWA unified world title. Of course, Lawler regains the title in a cage match just two weeks later. It's important to add context, I guess, to this Memphis as a territory ran the exact same cities every single week. So you had to get pretty creative to have those same people come back over and over and over. So as a result, Lawler lost and won these titles quite a bit. Fair to say. Sure. Fair to say, uh, you know, a couple things, man, Larry would oftentimes, you know, like bam, bam, Bigelow, obviously here with with Barrett would attach himself to a student that he thought has potential. Yes. And that, you know, maybe a meal ticket for him. So Larry would go and introduce them into a territory and get himself booked as well. So now he's got the guy's money to train him. He's not, I'll get you booked, probably trying to take a percentage of their pay. And then he would get himself booked as their manager. And he would act as a shoot manager, probably taking their money from the promoters and going, Hey, yeah, man, they're screwing you. <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, he's taking his cut, but Larry would get himself booked as well. Now, again, that's all hearsay and innuendo with, with what, how, how Larry operated and what have you. But for a guy like Charles to come in, he was green as grass, but he was a big guy. Yes. So people would believe that, in Memphis, especially where they weren't the biggest guys in the world. And, and, and I always have to laugh, you know, when I hear about, oh, my God, Memphis was greatest this and the greatest that. And Jerry Lawler, without a doubt, absolutely will go down in one of the top 10 all-time performers yes. ever in this industry. Yes. On every level, from working, promos, comment, I mean, you name it, okay? But you also have to remember... Lawler went through a period where on top in Memphis, he worked with Frankenstein. Yes, he did. Which was a guy in a Frankenstein mask. He worked with the mummy, which was a guy dressed up as a mummy. He worked with Dracula. He worked with the monster, which was just like a regular monster, um, generic monster thing. And had some of the all-time shittiest matches on the face of God's green earth because he would literally just find guys to fit the suit and right. fit the costumes. Right. And in Godfather here, you know, he didn't need a costume. No, he was a walking, talking, living monster. Yes. 
that she could believe in and, and walk by and go, holy shit, man. Uh, that guy's scary. Well, no doubt about that. I mean, what a perspective, you know, I mean, uh, to start as this new, I mean, cause wrestling fans like new, right? Bruce, like we want new, we want exciting. We want different. And now we've got a monster here in a new gimmick. So yeah, of course he's in line to win the title. And while in Memphis, he would meet for the very first time and become friends with a guy using the name master of pain. These days we know him as the undertaker. They apparently had a horrible match against each other as they're both, well, super green. And they actually get put together in 1990 as death express. That's right. Not the rock and roll express, not the midnight express, but death express. The undertaker at this point is being called the punisher. Do you know why they call them death express? Why's that? Cause every night that they worked as death express, they killed those towns. You're going to tell that to Mr. Callaway later. You damn right. I will. I thought you would. Um, later on and, and say, Hey, I was thinking about <laughs> like revamping that death express. Cause I understand every time y'all worked as death express, you killed the town. Can't wait to hear how that scared. goes for you. I ain't uh, scared. Undertaker of course, winds up working for new Japan and then lands a gig in WCW as mean Mark Callis. So that's the end of that team. Uh, when did you first hear of Charles Wright on the independence in Memphis or not until he joins the company? No, the first time that I think I saw him was, uh, when he had his gig in global in Dallas, the global wrestling federation. I'm, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. I think that was the first time that I saw him and I think he was a soul taker then. So we know that he would eventually work in new Japan, go over to Germany, Germany, Australia, uh, Austria. That's easy for you to say. It is, uh, working for auto ones. You know, Otto we, haven't, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about Otto. Did you know him? Did you meet him? Did you work with him? No, <laughs> no, I never, I never met, never met, never worked with, uh, Otto. My brother did. My brother went over and, uh, they would do matches in rounds. Yes. So he had to, uh, work. I think like his first match was in the, and they, they worked in the same venue in okay. Austria all the time or wherever the hell they were. And Tom goes out and he's got to work with this old timer named Steve Wright, Alex Wright's dad. Wow. And Tom gets in there and, and Tom's, you know, legit tough cat beats shit out of me many times. And I have a 14 time black belt hall of famer. Is it up to Um, 14 now? It will be. I mean, just 11 checks away. I mean, just, yeah. It's, you know, do what you gotta do. <laughs> and, um, uh, you too can be an 18 time black belt hall of famer, but Tom, you know, is, is having this match. He's trying to work. He's trying to show him he can work. Sure. Sure. And Steve Wright is just beating the piss out of him. And you have, you know, like these rounds, three minute rounds or whatever they are. Then you go back to your corner and you have corner men and Tom's corner man was big cowboy, Scott Hall. Wow. And Tom's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, do I owe this guy money? He's stiff as shit. It's like, yeah, fuck man. You know, you gotta, you gotta go out and fucking beat the piss out of them right back. Fuck him. Go in and pop him in the mouth and then they'll fucking loosen up. 
I said, you stiffen up, they'll loosen the fuck up. And Tom went out and returned a Fire? few of those shots. And guess what, man? He all of a sudden started working with him. Ain't that magic. Yeah. It's like the Japanese would do that, too. You go over and, and see with the, the gaijings and come in and they'd beat the hell out of you and just see if you're going to hit them back. Ah, ow. Oh, my God. Fuck. No. It's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny. It's safer than this. That's what I used to deal with when I cut my hog meat shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. So join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STW. Now, listen, we've all had a little spot or a little moment where we were trying to get ready. And what do you know? The damn bathroom floor looks like CSI, Alabama. There's blood everywhere. Stop blading your gimmick. The days of shaving your balls and looking like a horror movie are over. The folks at Manscaped have you hooked up. We're talking about the performance package. Inside, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, plus all your liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here. Manscaped is getting you set up. Starting with that fantastic fourth generation trimmer, we're calling the lawnmower 4.0. It's got that cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those grooming accidents. Thanks to that now legendary advanced skin safe technology. Oh, and how about the weed whacker? I love this gimmick. I take it everywhere I go. Seriously. It's by my recliner in my living room right now. It's the nose and ear hair trimmer where you can whack those weeds and clear out all the goblins that come your way. Both the lawnmower and the weed whacker are totally waterproof. Buddy, you want to do that shit underwater? Well, you probably can. I don't know why you would, but they're waterproof, y'all. Do it in or out of the shower. Do it in the rain. Shit, I don't care. You know what I like to do? I like to invite my friends over. Stay them right in their fucking eye and use the weed whacker. They're going to get weirded out. But you know what? I'm breathing better. I don't have those old man nose hairs. I don't have the old man ear hair. I'm hooked up. Speaking of your friends... Don't forget to give your testes besties the love they desire with these liquid formulations. First of all, that crop preserver ball deodorant, it's now legendary in the wrestling business. Everybody knows during the nitro era, Tony Schiavone had them stinky balls. And then he started to drop a little logic on me on the show. He said, you know, I use deodorant under my armpits. Why not my stinky ass balls? Tony, you were right. And Bruce and I are so thankful that our old pal, Eric Bischoff decided to start using the crop reviver. You see, Eric's a little older than Bruce and I, and well, at his age, his boys were hitting the water. Whenever he'd take a squat, that was before now the crop reviver getting them boys a little boost manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their performance package 4.0. What about these manscaped boxers? You go out hunting, you got that little label of manscaped exposed. That lady knows what she's signing up for a slick dagger daddy. And you got the shed travel bag. I love mine. You will too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code STW at manscaped.com. Spend spooky season with the best tools for the job at manscaped. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code STW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code STW slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with manscaped. Listen, I know over the years, you guys have worked with other promotions, you know, whether it was 97 for the luchadors or new Japan, once upon a time, what about the CWA? Was there ever any discussions about, Hey, what if we could work with auto? 
Did that never come up? No. Never so, came up. So he goes back to being the soul taker in the summer of 91, briefly has that run in global. Uh, did you just see him on the program or were you actually there in 91? No, I, he was gone by the time I got there. I got and you. I think he was Papa Shango at that time because I was talking to Mark and I had left, um, and Mark was looking for things in different ways to, you know, possibly bring me back. And he says, Hey man, you may be a good mouthpiece for bear. They're going to do a voodoo gimmick with him as Papa Shango. And thought that, uh, I could be a good mouthpiece for him. Cause I was obviously looking to try and get back and do whatever the hell I could do. That didn't work out. And Papa Shango was, was born. Papa Shango was already on his way to WWE by the time that I was in global. Well, that WWE debut you're talking about happens after a tryout in December of 1991. It happens under the name, Sir Charles. And it's been said that his close friend, the undertaker got him the tryout. Um, he said in interviews, he being Mr. Wright, that Vince immediately put him on the payroll. But Vince told him he had, he had a baby face on a monster heel body. That's something that we haven't really talked about before. I guess the idea is we want something to cover his face. Did you feel like Charles had a baby face, but a monster heel body? Cause that's a great description. I'm not sure that I would have thought that then, but once you get, to, look, if you have a conversation with the Godfather, yes. And he smiles. You'll understand. Yes. It's not very hateable. He's very likable. Oh yeah. I mean, and he's just a a wonderful, wonderful guy. And, but when he smiles, yeah, it's just like, how, I mean, you just want to hug him. Yeah. It's infectious. I agree with that. Yes. So it's interesting to have that description though, a monster heel body. I mean, in 91, that's still very much what we're looking for in the company, right? We want. I wouldn't say feed people to Hulk Hogan, but kinda feed people to Hulk Hogan or ultimate warrior or we need some monsters, right? You always need monsters. Yes. Monsters are good. Yes. Me like monsters. Well, me also like blue chew. We like monster dongs around these part. Am I right? Bruce, tell us how much you like, you know, great big old ding dongs. Bruce is wrong. It's you. Man, it makes them bigger, you know, and harder. And well, he texted me once that a cat couldn't scratch it. What does that even mean? I had no idea what the hell. All that right. Means. The nights are getting longer, what but what does the, that mean? It means like a scratching post. It needs to be a little pliable, but with blue chew, ain't nothing pliable. It's just straight hard wiener, you know? All right. All right. This episode sponsored by blue chew. You know, the deal. Blue Chew is a unique online service. Delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Take these dudes anytime, Bruce. Plan ahead. Hang on. Uh, Is there like any messy doctor appointment or anything like that? You know, there's not, Bruce. There's no visits to the doctor's office. There's no awkward conversations. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Uh -uh. So you don't have to like, like look at the, the... Cute little pharmacist behind the thing and say, Hey, is my blue chew ready? No. No, it's simple. Yes. You sign up at bluechew.com. That's number one. Number okay. two, you consult with, with licensed medical providers. That's number two. 
And number three, well, once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Now these blue chew tablets, Bruce, I want you to know they're made right here in the USA. That's right. The good old red, white and blue chew. They're prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. But Bruce with blue chew on your side, there won't be anything discreet about your package. We're talking big hog Jones. So if you can benefit from extra confidence, when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Bruce have better sex. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free. You heard me right. Try it free. When you use our promo code wrestle at checkout, just pay the $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is wrestle to receive your very first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring the podcast. Bruce bluechew has been with us for a long, long time. And that's because it really works, right? Absolutely. I'm on the site right now, Conrad. You're getting you some blue chew delivered straight so to the house. So it's so easy. It is easy. Look, oh, I cannot. Bruce, put that thing away. We're trying to do a show here. Damn it. Papa Shango was born. It's a horror style voodoo character, and they're going to cover up that baby face with some face paint. He comes to the ring wearing a black top hat with a skull that would bellow out some smoke. This very dark, eerie music. Man, it's just a fantastic presentation. He debuts on some on superstars, February 8th, 1992. And he defeats Dale. Don't call him dusty wolf. Now I know you're not in the company, but what'd you think of this gimmick? The first time you see it, a voodoo persona in pro wrestling. Absolutely loved it. I knew it. I, I, I loved it. I was happy for Charles. I didn't even know him. But I, he was a friend of Undertaker's. That was good enough for me. But the gimmick was like, oh, my God, could I have fun with this? And I actually called Vince and gave Vince a ton of just really silly, crazy things to do with the uh Give me an example. Voodoo what was man. a crazy idea you had for the Voodoo Man? Well, I think, I think they actually did one of them where he put a spell on the guy in the ring and made the guy take bumps and... And it was basically like wrestling the invisible man. Yes. And the, the vomit, the throw up with warrior. That was your pitch. It, well, it was like in the, in the middle of the match. Yeah. I mean, it, the vomit, to, but I wanted it to do it in a match. Got it. Where all of a sudden his opponent just starts throwing up uncontrollably. Because he's doing voodoo on him. Who do that voodoo do that voodoo do? That's pretty fun. Yeah. So I, I just, I looked at that gimmick and thought, oh my God, this could be a blast. You know, science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering that core body temperature and that temperature controlled sleep repairs our muscles after a hard day's work and improves our cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert and boy, have I learned that with chili sleep, but heads up sleep. Me is the new home for chili sleep. Same great sleep. But under a new name, Sleep Me now makes the coldest and most comfortable sleep systems available. They create the environment that meets the body's natural need for lower core body temperatures. It promotes deeper, more restorative sleep. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, the Cube, and the Doc Pro sleep system. No matter what we're talking about, it's water-based, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. And everyone's ideal sleep temperature is different. Let me explain. 
My wife and I obviously share a bed. I want to sleep cooler than she does. You know, fat guys. Well, here's the thing. She automates her side of the bed. So she climbs into a warm bed. It's already on when she gets in and then it cools her off. So she doesn't get all hot and sweaty, but then she warms up to wake up. Not me. I want to sleep colder than her from the minute I lay down until I wake up. It's fantastic. I wake up and I don't feel tired. Can you even imagine that? This system is amazing. I've got the Uller. It helps me fall asleep, stay asleep, and gives me the confidence and energy to power through my day. But I'm anxious to try this new product they just launched. I'm jealous if you get yours before me. It's the new Doc Pro Sleep System. It has two times more cold power than any of the other models. It's whisper quiet, and it even has a tubeless mattress pad design that they say allows for up to five times more cooling contact. I'm jealous. I got to get one. You can also pair it with that new sleep.me app we were talking about. You're going to be able to schedule your sleep. Think about this, man. It's like a smart thermostat for your bed. So freaking awesome. Head over right now. Sleep.me forward slash wrestle. Learn a little more and save a lot more. How much more? 25% off the purchase of any new Doc Pro, Cube, or Uller sleep system. 25% off, y'all. This offer is available exclusively for something to wrestle with listeners. It's only for a limited time. Please support our sponsors and just go look. It's sleep.me. That's S L E E P dot M E slash wrestle sleep.me slash wrestle to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up refreshed every day. It's been a game changer for me. I can't recommend it enough. Sincerely. As our old pal JR says, it costs nothing to look hurry to sleep.me forward slash wrestle. Well, he's thrust right into the main event scene at WrestleMania eight. He's going to interfere in the main event, Hulk Hogan and Sid justice. Uh, I guess the story was supposed to be that, well, he caused the DQ, but apparently he missed his cue. He's late getting to the ring to improvise. Sid is going to kick, uh, out, uh, kick out of Hogan's leg drop. I guess Sharongo was supposed to break that up. But anyway, there's a DQ because Harvey Whippleman interferes. Is this a legendary timing mishap of, you know, it's the main event of WrestleMania and, and, and a, and a pin is supposed to be broken up, but it's not, or does it not even get that deep? Yeah. I, I never really heard that much about it even when I came back. So I don't know that it was that big of a deal, <laughs> but I can imagine looking at the entrance there in Indianapolis. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, I don't care who you are. That's a long ass run. Yes, it is to the ring. So maybe they were anticipating, you know, it wasn't as involved as, Hey, anybody maybe want to time how long <laughs> it'll take Papa Shango to get to the ring during the day. Well, that's fair. It, it, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not sure that he's running a, a four second, 150 yard dash. Here. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, I can only imagine, and I don't know that this is what happened again. I wasn't there, but I can only imagine that there was the thought of, okay, we'll send you. And when they do whatever they're going to do, go on this thinking, ah, you know, we're in an arena. You can hit the ring pretty quick. Not realizing that you have to stop and get oxygen halfway down to the ring. That's a lot. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know, but it wasn't like this horrible thing that, uh, I heard about after I got back. So I don't know that it was, who knows? I wasn't there. Allegedly warrior supposed to then feud with Sid after WrestleMania. But of course, 
since fired. So now Shango gets to move up and instead he's going to be feuding with the warrior. And as you suggested, there's this famous moment where he puts a curse on the warrior. He collapses off the ring apron to the floor. He's holding his stomach and they show him on TV. He's vomiting backstage. There's a medic helping him. Uh, he actually throws up on chief J strongbow. Another time he causes that black goo to drip out of the ultimate warriors forehead during an interview. Ah, ah, that was warriors greatest promo. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, some stupid shit. Wasn't I Bruce? Well, listen, it was fun. I'm not arguing it that. Was. Do you think it would have been better had the, had Hogan done it instead of warrior or would it have been the same? Uh, I think, man, I think that Hulk would have put it over the top, frankly. And by that, I, uh, in Hulk kind of could have done it with an over the top and a wink. Yes. While <laughs> warrior was, you know, didn't let you in. Right. And, um, so I would have loved to have seen pop and, and Hogan. Well, they tried some interesting stuff with Shango in this era. Like he would in squash matches set his opponent's feet on fire or their boots on fire. He would put folks in body bags. they, They were trying some interesting stuff. Were they not? Yeah, and and again, it it was it was fun stuff that you could, um, you know, kids were afraid of him. For real, little kids would look at him and be like just shaking and shit because they're afraid that Papa Shango is going to put a spell on them. Right. I go back to uh, the James Bond movie, Live and Let Die. Yes. And it opens up with that voodoo scene and all that stuff. And then they later on do the chicken blood and the chi- the chicken blood and the chicken feet and the all that stuff, man. That was that sticks in my head still today. It's just absolutely terrifying. Your dad was a young boy when that movie uh, came out <laughs> with Roger Moore and and all that. And I remember watching it at the at the moving pictures show at the theater. Almeida four is Papa Shango. The character you wish you could have worked with the most when you're on the outside looking in, that feels like the most Bruce character of all at that time. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. If you know, if it, um, I I think during that time, yes, Papa Shango. And then, you know, possibly flair doing the Bobby Hina jr. Stuff. Yeah. I would love to work with Papa really, really fun stuff here. Uh, warrior and Papa Shango or the main event for one half of the house shows in the summer of 92 in this era, we're running two shows. The other main event is savage and flair, but they never really have a televised blow off of this feud. It's pretty much just quietly dropped as warrior is then inserted into the title picture with savage leading up to SummerSlam at Wembley. And eventually he's going to, of course, form the ultimate maniacs with Randy Savage after you return. Uh, yeah. Huh. yeah. Isn't that a little weird though, that we never really got a payoff for Shango warrior. It feels like we should have. I'm not sure they had a whole lot of chemistry. 
Well, it just feels like after all the we're vomiting, we got stuff coming out of our head. As Wayne a fan, Boyer was afraid to face him. Well, straight there's, up, there's always that. Yeah, you ever think of that? You didn't think of that, did you? Shango is actually going to defeat El Matador at SummerSlam in Wembley. Arriba! It's not part of the pay-per-view broadcast. It's shown on uh, primetime a few weeks later. When you come back to the company, are you chomping at the bit to work with Shango? Or are you more like, thank God I got my job. Let's not fuck this up. All the above. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it was like the, the, the fun, cool shit. It kind of reaches a point too, where, uh, what else can you do? Yeah. And you had to, you had to really study voodoo to try and come up with what that was going to be next. Did you really study voodoo? Well, if you have to, you have to. How does one study voodoo, Bruce? Get a a voodoo book and you read it and then you practice a lot. Where does one get a voodoo book? At uh, voodoobooksrus.com. Oh no, back then you went to the actual retail brick and mortar. Yeah, it was brick and mortar, man. And there's, there's still a a brick and mortar down there in Port Arthur, Natchez, Texas. All right. Well, there's that. So you did a little studying. That's actually a real place too. Well, it's actually Port Arthur and then Port Nature's Groves, but they're kind of one and the same interchangeable. And oh. they do have and they do have a voodoo shop there. Bar is your online source for premium and luxury spirits, wine and champagne. And now Reserve Bar offers same day delivery. Reserve Bar has a vast lineup of rare and hard to find bottles, premium brands, and celebrity spirits. And all those limited releases, you just won't find at your local store. No one does spirits gifting better than Reserve Bar. Looking for an elevated gift? Well, check this out. ReserveBar.com has you covered. You can even have that gift delivered right to your door. My favorite part of this, though, you can turn that spirits gift into a cherished memento custom engraving. You heard me. It's perfect for birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, Father's Day, you name it. But you can engrave dates logos, messages, names, whatever. How cool is that? Maybe you're getting into home bartending. A reserve bar has everything you need. Spirits for the shelves, sure, but they also have all the barware tools and glassware you could ever need. Reserve bar has a great feature called the cocktail lounge. This really is a treasure trove of cocktail recipes, bartending tips, interviews with master distillers, celebrities, and more. The hot trend in spirits these days, though, are the ready-to-drink cocktails. Have you tried these? Man, they're tasting better than ever these days. And Reserve Bar has a huge collection of them right now. These canned cocktails are great for parties when you just don't have time to tend the bar. It's even ideal for tailgating season, which, as you know, is in full swing. ReserveBar.com, man, they got everything you're looking for. Cocktail recipes, glassware, barware. Need something for a party tonight? Reserve Bar even offers same-day delivery straight to your door. Maybe you forgot a birthday gift. Reserve bar to the rescue, same day delivery, daddy. Visit reservebar.com today and use promo code wrestle to save $10 off your purchase of $75 or more on spirits, wine, or pre-made cocktails. But only when you use our special offer at reservebar.com using the code wrestle. That's reservebar.com and the code wrestle. This offer expires December 31st, 2022, but don't wait till the end of the year. Go take a look right now. See what they got. Save some cash at reservebar.com with the promo code wrestle. Oh, Papa got a few shots at Bret Hart when Bret became the WWF champion in October, including 
very rare November 92 Saturday night's main event on Fox. He's going to lose cleanly to the sharpshooter, of course. And then when nails is fired in December of 92, which is a whole nother story, Shango is put into the emergency replacement spot for all of nails house shows against the undertaker. It's interesting to see, man. It's almost like you guys don't really have anything super exciting or fun creatively for him, but Hey, we know in a pinch, if Brett needs an opponent for Fox, Shango will get over. Hey man, nails is out. He's supposed to be taking on the undertaker. Who can we count on to have a good match with taker? Well, Bob Shango can do it. That's quite a vote of Shango was a star. It's quite a vote of confidence for a relatively new performer. Is it not? Yeah, he was, he was a star. He, he was a star and, and was portrayed as one. And I think people accepted him in that role. It starts to peter out after that. Unfortunately, he only lasts about 30 seconds in the 93 Royal rumble match. He comes in at number three, he's injured. So I guess that's the reason he's not in there very long, but it starts to feel like he's losing steam to the point of losing the El Matador in the dark match of WrestleMania nine. And he's not doing much on TV besides one-off matches with the likes of Typhoon, Kamala, or Jim Duggan. But he does get a run with the USWA title again through the crossover era of the spring in 93. And I guess the summer in 93 too. He beats Lawler on May 3rd, loses it to Owen Hart on June 21st. And he's a member of the roster through October of 93. His final matches are on the WWF tour of Israel and Europe that month. And then it feels like, well, he's not long for this world. Did you ever push for anything with Shango in 93 or was the bloom off the rose at that point? I think the bloom was off the rose and you know, it was a good example of a character that needed to be put on the shelf for a while that to try and keep that character sustained and the believability of that character, you know, it was, it was fun in a time where those characters were just more acceptable. Um, but to try and sustain that for any length of time, I don't think it was really sustainable. Do you think that's true of most supernatural characters or this one in particular was different? I do think it, I do think that, uh, the supernatural character, if you will, has a shelf life. Yes. I mean, I think that's fair to say. I don't think that's stepping out of school to say that now in real life, Papa Shango was said in interviews, he's going through a pretty rough divorce at the time. And the undertaker was actually the guy who suggested, I mean, why don't you go home for a while? Yeah. This isn't something we talk about a lot here on the show, Bruce, but back then, especially now, of course things change, but the schedule could be rather brutal. How important was it for guys in that era to be able to raise their hand and say as unpopular and unfavorable as it may be, man, I I need to take a few days here or there. Well, uh, you know, it's life yeah. and that, you know, that happened all the time. You know, Rick steamboat did it in 1987. He wanted to go home and be with his wife and kid. And that was his choice. Yeah. You know, that, that was what he needed to do for his Health Family and circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Shango doing that, that was the best thing for him to do at this time. He works a few indie shows in late 93 and throughout 94. He still uses the Papa Shango gimmick and he even goes back to work 
with auto over in Europe. And then at the end of 94, we start to see something kind of cool. There's vignettes for comma, the Supreme fighting machine on WWF programming. And it's almost like he's presented as a shoot fighter or boxer all rolled into one. It's important to remember this is in the era of the UFC first becoming a thing. What'd you think of the gimmick? Whose idea was this comma, the fighting machine? It was kind of a hybrid and it was probably, it, it was another side of Charles Wright who really enjoyed MMA. He enjoyed boxing. Yes. You know, he did box. He enjoyed MMA, he enjoyed that mixed martial arts world. And it was a different presentation of the same guy and a, a more real thing, uh, not doing all the supernatural Papa Shango stuff, grew his hair in some and, uh, had a Mohawk rode motorcycles and, you know, just look, he looked like a badass. Yeah. He, he is a badass. Yes. So try with this different presentation where UFC was just starting and people were getting exposed to the MMA fighters in the MMA world, bring them into our world, different presentation, go, go away and learn a new home. He's immediately paired with Ted DiBiase in the million dollar corporation at WrestleMania 11. He's going to steal the undertaker's urn from Paul bear. And he's saying he's going to melt it down into a bling necklace, which of course he did. This is, I don't know, not nearly as exciting to me as Papa Shango. I just didn't feel like him and DiBiase were a fit. Should he have been on his own or did you like the pairing with DiBiase? I like the pairing with DiBiase because I don't think that promos was one of Charles's strong suits, right? Especially at that time. So to be able to give him instant credibility, put him with somebody that has credibility in Ted, let him do the talking and, and also somebody that could help lay out everything for him and help him embellish and create that new character. Well, speaking of new characters, I do want to ask about the undertaker because I know he's pals with him, but when he comes in as common Mustafa and he's essentially a new character, one would wonder why is the undertaker working with him? Now I understand he was like your default guy, whether it was King Kong Bundy or John Gonzalez or whatever. Hey, if we need a program item that people will care about, just add taker. But is this one that you guys suggested or does undertaker say, Hey man, let me work with Charles. So let me get this straight. You just put Charles Wright in the same category as giant Gonzalez and King Kong Bundy in 1994. I'm pointing out that you booked them all against the undertaker and he doesn't necessarily well, John Cena against the undertaker too. And, uh, well, I didn't think we were. I don't think we were allowed to talk about current stuff. Kane. Okay. Stuff like that. John Cena was in like 2003 or four. No, it wasn't. That was. Well, not at WrestleMania. John Cena peed on his, on his bike. Was it shoot pee? Cemetery. Was it working pee or shoot pee? Uh, I think at least one take was shoot pee. Wow. How about that? that? Seriously, chat me up here. Did, did Undertaker pitch working with him or is this something? I think it was a combination and, and it was an opportunity for Taker to have somebody new. 
This right. combo was new coming in, and it's a new opponent for him, and seemed to fit. It was two big bastards going at it, and it helped that they were friends. He's got a major role in 95, at least in the King of the Ring tournament. He surprisingly goes to a time limit draw with Shawn Michaels. And then he cost the undertaker, his match versus Mabel. Did was Vince higher on the comma character than he was Papa Shango as best you can tell. I know you weren't there for Papa. I'm just trying to understand. I, I just, I, I think Vince was high on Charles, Wright, yeah. Just in general and, and really liked Charles and wanted Charles to succeed. Well, he does undertaker works with him at uh SummerSlam 95 in a casket match. And not long afterwards, he's taken off TV. He's only working the house shows. And he has one final appearance at the 1996 Royal Rumble match. And then he sort of quietly disappears from the company again. Were there big plans for comma and it just didn't catch on or why is he coming off TV before he decides to ease on out of here? You know, I really don't remember. I, I want to say it was injuries, just kind of nagging injuries that he needed to take care of, but I really don't remember. Well, we should talk about 95. This is the formation of the now infamous, if you will, bone street crew or BSK backstage. This is a group of guys who get along really well. They hang out a lot and they, uh, they play with bones, AKA dominoes. And I guess that's how the bone part of bone street crew came together. There's members over different periods of time here, but loosely it's the undertaker, Godfather, Rikishi, Yokozuna, the Godwins, Paul bear, Mr. Fuji, Savio Vega crush. What's this contingent? Like we've heard a lot about guys like the click. We haven't spent a lot of time here on the show or just in the online conversation at large about BSK. Is this like a motorcycle club? What would you relate this to? Now I know that you look at me and you instantly think Bruce has got to be in an MC. Oh yeah. I mean, you're probably like hell's angels or banditos or Mongols or something like that. Something look at you. Cause I got that look, right? Just a straight badass. Yeah. Um, motorcycle club for fuck's sake. It was a group of guys that liked hanging out with one another, that they traveled together. They hung out together and, uh, Played a lot of dominoes, went out and drank, you know, every night they're on the road and we're just best of friends. Right. You know, that's, that's what it was. I, I have never uh, been a part of a motorcycle club. I've been in a, uh, hell's angels, uh, uh, club one time in my life. And, you know, it's kind of like a, um, um, a little more wide open, uh, VFW hall. In your opinion, what was first BSK or the click? I really think they kind of developed along the same time frame. Right. I don't think that one was, I think that they kind of both just evolved around the same time before, you know, anybody really noticed. Do you remember there ever being any problems between the two groups? No, I don't think that the click would, <laughs> I don't think the click would venture over there. I think they just kind of each did their own thing. Ah, ow, 
Oh my God. No, it's not a bloodbath in here, but it feels like one. There's gotta be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny, at least safer than this. This is what I used to deal with when I would cut my hog meat before I knew about manscaped. Thank you. Manscaped for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code STW Bruce. You ever accidentally blade your gimmick? Absolutely. Yes. It's a very uncomfortable experience, which is why the folks at Manscaped made it so that you could do that. Yes. And not Nick, your gimmick. And it's also good, dude. It's also good for like your stomach because us fat guys in the summertime. Yeah. All right. If you shave just your stomach and you get it nice and tan, you don't appear to be as rotund as you actually are. Dropping knowledge. And it's good and it's good for your arms. It's good for if if you're into your legs, if you're into that kind of thing. All stuff. Legs are just way too time consuming for me. But Manscaped makes it easy. To keep all your hairy problems under control. I love it. We're talking about the lawnmower 4.0. It's all included inside that brand new performance package. This is the fourth generation. Not only do you get the lawnmower, but you get the weed whacker. You get the liquid formulations. You get two free gifts. And what Bruce was talking about earlier, where you're not going to nick your bag. That's the old advanced kid safe technology. That's right. We got cutting edge ceramic blades. They're going to reduce those, uh, grooming accidents. If you will, no more of yeah, that. They cut the hair, not the skin. Boom. How about the weed whacker, Bruce? When you get mine on your age, you need nose and ear hair trimmers. We're going to whack all those weeds, get all those goblins out of the way. By the way, these gimmicks are waterproof, both the lawnmower and the weed whacker. You want to, you know, hypothetically, you want to trim your bush in a swamp. You can, you want to go swimming, trim out your ear hole. No problem. Maybe you want to go boating, take a little dip. Hell, do it underwater. They say you can do it wet or dry. Let's put that shit to the test. And by the way, they've got the crop preserver ball deodorant. That's right. Ball deodorant. Tony Schiavone is well known in the wrestling world for having the stinkiest nuts of all time during the Monday night wars. Now that was back then. That was back when nitro was on the air. These days he hit me with some logic. He said, Bruce. I used the other one under my armpits. Why not put it on my balls? And I said, Tony, you're exactly right. And now Tony rubs that crop preserver on his ball meat every single week. You see him on Wednesday. You see him on Friday. Don't you worry. He's got smash fresh smelling balls. Speaking of balls. Did you know that Eric Bischoff admitted to me on the show? 83 weeks recently, Bruce, that he has reached the point in his life at his, uh, advanced age. That when he goes to sit on the toilet, his balls hit the water every time. Now that was then this is now he started using the crop reviver. It's going to give those boys a boost, get your sack out of the water, boys and girls. And instead use this performance package 4.0. Not only does it come with everything we've talked about, including shampoo and conditioner, including body wash. We've also got boxers. We've got a shed travel bag. And we got 20% off and free shipping with the code STW at manscaped.com. Send spooky season or spend spooky season, easy for me to say, using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping. Just use that code STW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping 
at manscaped.com. When you use the promo code STW, slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. How about that, Bruce? That's some shiznit right there. I mean, I'm so excited about people getting the hair off their dick. It's awesome. Uh, so let's talk about their rumor and innuendo. I don't know if you've heard this before, but allegedly the former Papa Shango agreed to join WCW in 1996. He was supposed to be the enforcer for the NWO and he gave a verbal agreement, but ultimately he's talked out of that decision by a friend of the show named Ron Simmons. Instead, stupid ass Virgil got the spot. Do you remember hearing about this? No, I never heard about that. Isn't that crazy to think what it could have been him over there? No Godfather. That would be a sad life, man, because life without Godfather is just no life to be lived. Totally agree. He does a couple of indie shows in mid 96, but he doesn't wrestle at all until returning to the company on June 16th, 1997. He joins the nation of domination and he actually pins the undertaker in a tag match that night. Was there ever any discussion about bringing back a new edgier version of Papa Shango here? Not Papa Shango. No. Uh, you know, I think that the feeling was, especially in this time frame, to kind of stay away from, you know, some of the more gimmicky gimmicks. Right. Well, we're off to the races. I mean, you're going to see Kama Mustafa join the nation of domination. Farouk is leading. Of course, Kama's in tow here. So is D'Lo Brown. Briefly, Ahmed Johnson. I mean, but pinning the Undertaker, pretty big fucking deal, especially on your new night in and a new group. And he's pinning the Undertaker. Shows you what kind of a friend Mr. Mark Calloway was, right? Well, it's a good way to get him back over and bring him in and let him have some impact so that. It's like, all right, you know, he is a force to be reckoned with and gives that stamp as well to the nation of domination, uh, the nation of domination. domination. So Ahmed gets kicked out of the group. He's replaced by Rocky Mavia in August. Mark Henry joins the group later in December of 97. Kama's still here, but it's almost like he's kind of just a body at this point. Now we know that's not going to last for long because well, there's going to be a transition that changes his whole career, but as a part of the nation, I mean, he's definitely in the background, right? Well, not everybody can be in the front. I'm not arguing that, but I think again, it was, it was a four man group. Yes. And it's, uh, you ever see the four seasons, you know, who the four seasons is Frankie Valley and the four seasons. Yeah. Jersey boys. Yeah. And so the the bass player says, he says, hey, you know, if you're in the Beatles in your Ringo, I mean, you get the choice, might as well just go home. He didn't want to be Ringo. He didn't want to be the fourth Beatle. He, I, so, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm saying here, but the point is, is Ringo is a Beatle. And him and Paul are the only two surviving Beatles right now. Right. So it's okay to be a Beatle. To me, he won the fourth Beatle. A lot of people, Ringo was a favorite. To a lot of people, Kama was the favorite. I got off on the Jersey Boys somewhere over there. I appreciate that. I mean, it was a, it was a hard left, but you made it work. Sherry, Sherry, baby, Sherry, 
Sherry Baby. I could sing I'm a multitude of generational songs. Farouk later gets kicked out of the group. The Rock's going to take over as the leader. Eventually, Owen Hart joins up for the final incarnation of the nation. What's your favorite version of the nation, Bruce? I think Rock. Yep. Ron. Yep. Comma. Yep. And D-Lo. I like that one, too. Slowly throughout 1998, Karma, comma, easy for me to say. Karma will get you, comma. It will. Starts to be referred to as the Godfather. Uh, Does the Godfather pitch the idea? I mean, does Charles pitch the idea of the Godfather gimmick or character or name? How do you remember that all coming to be? Well, Godfather was Godfather. (laughs) I mean, you look at Godfather's previous life and he worked in gentlemen's establishments. He was manager, part owner of one. And, and he was kind of like the Godfather in Vegas. He, he, that's what he, I mean, that's who he is. So the Godfather character was just an extension of his ordinary self. And, you know, actually probably amped down a little bit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Promise. Um, boy, I don't know how else to ask this. Did Vince understand the character? Did he know what a pimp was? Did he understand the character or is this? Oh, he absolutely understood what a pimp was. Okay. I'm not sure he understood what a fatty was. Roll, roll roll a fatty fatty for this this pimp daddy. daddy. I'm not sure he understood that, but. But he knew what a pimp was. Yeah. Huggy bear. So <laughs> I love you for that. He goes to the <laughs> ring. Starsky and Hutch. How many of our listeners are going to get that? I got it. Yeah. Really? So he goes to the ring with a cigar and a hat, referring to himself as a pimp. And then on July 27th, 1998, he starts bringing with him a different group of women every single week down the ringside. You might even call it. The Ho Train. Tell us about the Ho Train and how excited you are to have these hoes around. Well, a lot of this, you know, stemmed from a documentary. I think it was on HBO at the time. It was called uh, Pimps Up, Hose Down. And a lot of the machination of The Godfather came from that documentary that followed a bunch of pimps to a, a pimp convention. Oh, I know this very well. Okay. Hookers and at the point. Pimps up, that? hose down, Mr. White Pimps folks. Up, hose down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Godfather was the ultimate pimp. He yeah. was, they, they were portrayed as these mythical beings almost that were revered in their world. And the women that they pimped were referred to as hoes. Not whores. Oh. Like your mother. Okay. It was hoes. All right. Okay. okay. And so it, it was in in pop culture. Every, every, I mean, God, everybody was talking about pimps up, hoes down. And, you know, pimping ain't easy. Okay. By the way, this is a TV documentary here in America, uh, in the U.S. It aired on HBO. I think it was called America Undercover. But it happened in 1998 and the player's ball 
is the big party you're talking about. Maybe the most famous pimp in the whole movie is Don magic one. And of course we all know ice T and I'm just saying it was a revolutionary documentary at the time. And I didn't know that was the inspiration for the Godfather character. Yeah. My favorite well, again, is a character T who was, you know, mainstream rapper. Yes. Yes. Mainstream television star. Yes. Movie star. So, you know, Hollywood embraced it. Uh-huh. I thought, you know, that this is, this is great shit. Very I, colorful characters in that, in that whole documentary. It was, uh, from, from the pimps to the hoes. Um, the white guy who called himself Mr. White folks. Yeah. It's one of the great characters of all time. I would be honored to be referred to as Mr. White folks. What a great name. Yes, but in 2022, we can't necessarily do those things. Oh, but I'm saying 1998, that was a fucking hilarious name. Yes, it was. I mean, but the whole thing was just a peek inside that culture that people were fascinated by. Listen, these days you couldn't even say hoes, you know, I mean, that's, I don't know why we were comfortable saying hoes in 1998, but we were hypothetically, Bruce, where did you get these hoes from every week? Were were you one of us? Okay. So were you out scouting these hoes? No. Did you source these hoes? I did not. I mean, did you pay the hoes? I did not. What did you do with the hoes? Did you do anything with the hoes? I sent them to the ring. Go. Was Stephanie ever concerned about your working environment that was now littered with hoes? No. So no hoes ever got you in trouble. No. That's good to know. Do you know if any of the other guys had troubles at home because of the host circumstances, the host situations? No, not that I'm aware. It feels like somebody at home would have been, you know, and, and most of them were, uh, from modeling agencies, right? You know, they were, they were, they were model, especially in the, in the, in the beginning, they were, were models or actresses you'd get from an agency. And every now and again, you ran across one that turned into a wrestler. How about that? Hey, there you go. Um, or you bring in a wrestler to portray. Is this, I'm not even kidding when I say this. Is this a Russo idea? Is this a McMahon idea? Where, where do the hoes, like, who who deserves credit for the hoes? I think Godfather. Wow. That's fantastic. Because a pimp's got to have hoes. So this pimp winds up getting to the semifinals of the uh, Brawl for All that summer. He eventually loses to Bart Gunn, who's the winner. I have a feeling when Godfather first hears about this concept, he's one of the first guys to say, Oh, I'm in. Only had to ask him once. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, let's talk about how he winds up losing to God, to, to Bart Gunn, Uh, and, and then eventually the nation is disbanded in the fall of 1998 and he becomes a lot more colorful, pretty much a different costume every week. And he starts with the uh, more memorable catchphrases and he even starts with the, the gimmick of offering the ladies up to his opponent before each match. And some take him up on that. That's pretty fun. Creatively is Godfather a part of all that, or is this just creative handed down from the back? No, Godfather was definitely a part of all of it and, and had his ideas and how that character should be portrayed. And, and, you know, he was, he was really into it because I say this was as close to bear as you could get. 
just really, really fun stuff here. Uh, it can't be emphasized enough just how over this Godfather character was during the era. I mean, just once the music starts and I feel like sometimes we underestimate the power of music, but just that opening (laughs) the pop is huge Yeah, and the crowd just catches on to the catchphrases immediately. I mean, it's just, this is a perfect moment in time. I don't know that it would have worked in almost any other era, but it's fantastic. Is it not? I, again, yeah, it definitely wouldn't work in today's era, but at the time it was a fun character, you know, it wasn't offensive right? and it was, it was fun. Those who got it, man, it was about having fun and, and it being a party. Well, it was man. Super fun. I mean, even the finish is called the hoe train. It's a running splash into the corner. Um, he even wins the IC title in April of 99. He beats gold dust. He's supposed to lose the title to Owen at over the edge. Unfortunately, we know what happens that night. That doesn't happen. So he loses it to Jeff Jarrett two nights later. And he's always kind of been an interesting choice because a, he was a big fella and B that belt's always kind of been known as like amongst the quote unquote smart marks. This is where you get the best matches. So it's always on guys like Brett or. Sean or razor or perfect or whatever, but Godfather. well, and then there's the Godfather. Uh, do you see a difference in all those type performers in the Godfather character, or is it all just kind of the same to you? No, uh, it's all the same to me. Just based on a character as a character. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. I get that. And I also get that these days you and I are sleeping better than ever. Thanks to our friends over at chili sleep, or as you and I know, Sleep me, sleep me is the new home for chili sleep, bringing you the same great sleep that chili sleep offered, but under a new name, sleep me offers the coldest and most comfortable sleep systems available. They create the environment that meets the body's natural needs for lower core temperatures, promoting deeper, more restorative sleep. Chili sleep makes the Uller. That's what I've got the cube and the doc pro sleep systems. Either way, we're talking water-based temperature control, temperature control mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. And when I say ideal, I mean it. My wife likes to sleep warmer than I, her side of the bed. She has automated through an app. That's real. It starts getting warm at the same time every night. So she climbs into a warm bed, but then it cools her off so she can sleep better. And then it warms her up to wake her up. It's automated. Now my side, buddy, it's cold all night long. I need help falling asleep, staying asleep and chilly sleep. AKA sleep. Me gives me the confidence and energy to power through your day. Can you imagine waking up and not feeling tired? Well, I do every day. I want to tell you, they also just launched this brand new doc pro sleep system. It's got two times more cold power than their other models. It's whisper quiet. And it's even got a tubeless mattress pad design. That allows for five times more cooling contact. Head on over to sleep.me forward slash wrestle to learn more and save 25% off the purchase of any new doc pro cube or Uller sleep system. This is an offer that's available exclusively for something to wrestle with listeners. It's only available for a limited time. That's sleep S L E E P dot me M E slash wrestle to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Sleep.me forward slash wrestle. 
So listen, we talked about some of the uh, more famous folks who were a part of the Godfather persona. I want to mention a couple of ladies made their debut as <clears throat> hose Lita and Victoria, a couple of hall of famers here started out being part of the hoe train. How about that? Well, they were wrestlers before that. Sure. And they came in to be introduced as, uh, as hose. We need, we needed some working hose. Well, shoot hose, working hose. Either way. All we know is hose knows that Godfather's over so much. So they had a hoe train match, not a lumberjack match, a hoe train match, Bruce at the Georgia dome, October of 1999 back in Paul Bosch's day. Would he have ever predicted there would have been a hoe lumberjack match? Do you think? Yeah. I, you know what? Even in Paul's wildest dreams where he would say, you know, Jim Ross with his damn slack night and all this other stuff. My God, next thing you know, we're going to have a hoe train match. Yeah. I don't think that was on the agenda. I don't think so either. Uh, Godfather's biggest win comes in a non-title match over the WWF champion triple H on SmackDown March of 2000, a little interference in part from the big show, but he's kind of like, boy, I hate to use the term mid card. Maybe the better term is attraction. Because I don't think anybody necessarily thought Godfather was going to win the world title, but boy, they sure were happy to see him. They were excited to see him. They were excited to see his promo, to see his match, to see the, the whole presentation. That's not one necessarily. They're like, man, I can't wait to see him in the hell in a cell with the undertaker it, is attraction. The right word, because he added so much to the show, but not necessarily in like a serious threat for the title kind of way. Yeah, I think he was a fun let me up. Yes. It's an opportunity for the for the crowd to go, oh train. Uh and do the sayings and, and kind of get behind him. He was very popular, but uh no, I don't think that any I don't think anybody wanted him to be champion. No, I agree with that. I mean, it's a totally different circumstance, but it's just interesting to think that you know, there's some guys who it's hard to see in that light. And then other guys, you could think, well, I could, it doesn't matter if he's on the show, but the guy, man, the Godfather character was so over, but buddy, it's not just over with fans. It's over with detractors. I remember there was lots of, uh, pushback from some of the, 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 the other organizations like the parent teacher council where they were, they did not like the Godfather character. Fair to say. Uh, no, they didn't really like anything. I don't, I think that they were allergic to fun. Well, I know it was rough. I know that. And I know that from what I understand, there was even because they made such a big stink, perhaps there were threats of sponsors dropping out. All I know is eventually the Godfather became the good father in July of 2000. He's going to lose a match to bull Buchanan of the right to censor group, which was headed at the time by Stevie Richards. And the stipulation of the match is he has to give up pimping if he lost. So this is a, a big time character, but we're going to switch him up. And certainly we like to keep things fresh, but was this a response to all the complaints from the PTC? It was, and it was, uh, the ability to portray characters as how we saw them and the PTC, uh, I believe the guy's name was L Brent Bozell. Um, as I said, I think he was allergic to fun 
but they were the heels in our world. Right. And we portrayed them as we saw them. And they became the heels of our to our audience overall. We made characters because these these people were were tremendous heels in real life. So when you make characters around them, the audience obviously really gravitated to that and understood who the heels were because it was just so easy to see. No one likes to be told what you can watch and what you can do, what you can wear, how you can act. Yeah. Nobody likes that. I agree. So uh, you have a character that is constantly telling you what's good for you. This is what you should like. This is how you should act. This is what you should watch. Don't watch that. Um, These people were very overzealous in, in their quest to get us off the air and tried everything to do so and, and including slander and, and just falsehoods about what it was that we were doing. And when people actually watch it, they're like going, okay, it's entertainment. And by the way, it's television. If you don't like it, you can change the channel. So, um, I wasn't a big fan of the, uh, PTC or Mr. Bozell. But uh, each their own. Godfather has said in later years that this good father era is the least enjoyable time of his career, and he almost quit over it. Did you ever talk to him about this era? Yeah, it, w- it was horrible. I mean, but it was it's at the same time. I think that he had fun with the absurdity of it. That. You had the godfather who's now the good father who now has to, you know, disparage everything that he had done. Um, you know, you, you, you saw the inner strife of him fighting to actually admit this and say what they wanted him to say. So um, I think at the end, I think he, he got into it. But no, it wasn't. You know, it's, it's not fun sometimes portraying somebody as horrible as is what we envision those people as let's talk a little bit about, uh, WrestleMania X seven good father and bull Buchanan actually hold the tag titles, but they're disbanded shortly after WrestleMania 17. And it feels like WrestleMania 17 is kind of the end because now you start this invasion angle and now there's this new influx of talent. And as a result, well, some of the guys who we've seen a lot of, we're going to have to see less of and Godfather becomes one of them. Do you think the RTC thing was really the beginning of the end for him? Or was it more of the invasion? It just made it tough to get all the TV time for all these guys. I think more than anything, um, probably a combination of both, but more than anything, the, I think the PTC kind of put a damper at least for a time on some of our racier programming and, and racier characters. So it it became more and more difficult to, to be able to portray that character, whether he was fun loving or not. So yeah, it was, uh, you had to wonder, is this something that's going to flame the fires again? Well, a toned down version of the Godfather briefly makes a comeback, starting at the O2 Royal Rumble. 
the hose at this point is just referred to as his escort service, but eventually near the end of O2 Godfather is released and he sort of retires for several years. He does make occasional wrestling appearances on the Indies in 07. He uses the name pimp father. And I guess he had a really incredible couple, three year run here. He's made several one-off cameo appearances back in WWE over the years. He's always one of the favorite characters to have something come up. Maybe it's convincing Viscera to dump Lillian Garcia. Maybe he's trying to convince Teddy long and Ron Simmons at Teddy's wedding to go back to the old party days. He even comes back for the 2013 Royal rumble. He's thrown out pretty quickly by Dolph Ziggler, but he's even on hand a couple of years ago at the undertaker's retirement ceremony survivor series, 2020, of course, several years ago. Now, I think 2016 he's inducted into the WWE hall of fame by APA. He was there at such a hot time and involved in, in WrestleMania main events. Well-deserved agree. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, his career and characters spanned, you know, a generation that people will always remember. They remember Papa Shango and they remember the Godfather. He eventually moves back to Vegas. He starts to run and manage, uh, the cheetah strip club, I think for many years. And I think he was one of the owners and ultimately sold out, but man, what a fun character. What a fun run in wrestling and what a fun follow on social media, just the life of the party. You and I had the opportunity at the end of 2018 to go overseas and do a bit of a tour uh, for fight forever over there. And he was just a blast, man. What a great dude. And still doing his thing, still living his life, still having a lot of fun. Some things never change in that regard. Pimping ain't easy, dog. Adam Marpin wants to know if Charles Wright hadn't gotten the Godfather character over as well as he did. Do you think there would have ever been any more thought to bring back the Papa Shango character with Kane, Mankind, or even the Ministry of Darkness? You know, Mankind is interesting. I think that that could have been a lot of fun uh, from the dungeon vignettes with mankind and George, the rat, God damn, they had to breathe for me, little breath and puffy, but, um, yeah, that could have been fun. I, I don't know. Um, but yes, I think that Papa Shango in, in spurts definitely could have carried on. Patrick Ruth wants to know, did Russo come up with the hoe train? You know, I think that, uh, as far as the hose go, the expert on that subject matter would be the Godfather himself. Drew Landry wants to know what did these characters lack to hold a championship? I could see Papa Shango as the Creole voodoo type with sensational Sherry who could torture a white meat baby face, but it never really seemed to work out. Was there more meat left on the bone? Do you think with Papa Shango? I, you know, I don't know. As I said, I don't think that it, it could have sustained. I don't think it could have sustained much longer than it did because you had all, all the tricks had been done. Now, if you were to bring it back 10 years later, I think for a nostalgia act, people would have been happy to go back to some of the voodoo magic. Maybe in terms of the old territory days where you're here for six or eight or 10 weeks or whatever, you go somewhere else and then you come back next year sort of deal, but not 52 weeks a year. Correctamundo. Adam Leeson says, dude, any of the boys ever try to road the old, ride the old hole train? 
It's quite the question. Do you remember there being a, a circumstance where you had to go to some of these boys who will be boys and say, damn it. Or is that not the case? Well, it wasn't the case because they usually had handlers with them. Like I said, we, we used agencies and they would always have handlers that would be very protective of the girls. And who knows? Uh, boys and girls will be boys and girls. So what they did on their own time, Conrad, that's what they do on their own time. We're all tied on that. Hey, uh, another question here from Adam. He had three good ones in order of who could kick his ass. How would rate Bruce, the members of the nation. So number one's Ron. They could all kick my ass. Yeah. But in order, Ron would kick your ass the most. Then comma second. Yeah. I don't think I could put up much of a fight against any of them. Oh no. I mean, they all win for yeah. sure. Last question from Adam. Has Bruce ever visited the Godfather's former establishment in Las Vegas? Yes, I have. I've been to, uh, cheetahs and, uh, I haven't been out to the spearmint rhino yet, but yeah, cheetahs definitely. FF handbook wants to know. When creating right to censor to stick it to the parent teacher council, was there a plan to go back to the Godfather in Val Venus, or did you guys think this was quote unquote killing off their gimmicks because they had just simply ran their course? I, you know, originally I think the hope was to get back to where we came from. Right. However, I think that the parent, uh, the PTC had, had just stirred up enough that it wasn't worth, you know, trying to push it anymore. I don't have to push this very hard. Reserve bar is the online source of premium and luxury spirits, wine, and champagne. Visit reservebar.com to create the perfect home bar or have the ideal gift delivered. It's also where you find the best in new and hard to find bottles. Even those celebrity spirits you've been wanting to try. And let me mention nobody gifts spirits better than reserve bar. I've actually done this for Jim Ross. I haven't done this yet, but you can even have a custom engraving done on a bottle. You could engrave a name, a date, a logo. It's the perfect gift, whether your dream home bar, or maybe you're looking for the right gift, whatever it is, they got it all at reserve bar. Uh, you could select the spirits, the wine, the bubbly. They've even got the glassware, the mixing tools. They've got this really cool thing at reserve bar called the cocktail lounge. It's an online source for new cocktail recipes and maybe even the stories behind your favorite brands. I want to mention the ready to drink cocktails are now more popular than ever. Reserve bar has them all. We're talking pre-mixed drinks that are great to have on hand for your outdoor events. Have you tried one yet? Well, they've got a collection. These canned cocktails are perfect parties. If you can't tend to bar, maybe it's tailgating season. Maybe you're out by the pool, whatever it is. Reserve bar has you covered visit reservebar.com today and use the promo code wrestle to save $10 off your purchase of 75 bucks or more on spirits, wine, or those pre-made cocktails, but only when you use our special offer at reservebar.com with the code wrestle that's reservebar.com. The promo code is wrestle and this offer doesn't expire until December 31st, 2022 reservebar.com. The promo code is wrestle. Uh, here's one, uh, from Sammy was Papa Shango, a ripoff of Rasta, the voodoo man from the GWF. Uh, highly unlikely. Nicola wants to know if the Papa Shango character was in the attitude era, what storylines do you think he could have been involved in? 
That's interesting to think about dropping a character from 91, 92, right on end, uh, 99. Well, maybe could have made Stone Cold Steve Austin throw up all over Chief Strongbow. Or, or, oh my God. Here it is. He could have thrown up all over Gerald Briscoe. That would have been even better. Because Jerry has the queasiest stomach on the face of God's green earth. Uh, next week, Bruce, we're going to be talking about the Bushwhackers and how you can turn barbed wire heel badasses into all time baby face characters. I hope friend of the show, Cassio kid listening. They were his favorite tag team as a kid. I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure he would say Steiner brothers, demolition, the heart foundation, the rockers, something. Nope. The damn bushwhackers long time. Damn bushwhackers. They were great. They were fantastic. I loved them. We're going to talk about them and licking kids and all kinds of stuff next week here on the show. By the way, about sheep herders too. Yeah, we got her, right? Okay, don't get hot. How you turn this badass heel team in in uh, in, in mid south? Well, we'll talk about that next week right here on the show. You're getting uh, hot, I can tell. By the way, <laughs> you got all these uh shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com including Title Chase about the WCW World Title with Dave Milliken, the protege of Reggie Parks who just passed away 1 year ago. We also sit down with Bill after for an episode of the insiders to talk about some stories you've never heard before about Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. What about Eric Bischoff? A couple of days ago, he went nose to nose with Raven. I can't believe that's a real thing, but they chopped it up. You're going to love it. Tony Schiavone. He's got a live Q and a coming up. Jake Roberts is going to watch Halloween havoc 92 and all happens at adfreeshows.com. We appreciate you guys tuning into something to wrestle this week. Bruce, thanks for showing up. Thanks for hey, being here. Thank you. And, 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 and shout out again, since, you know, I, I shouted out to him before, but shout out to Piff, the magic dragon class guy who heard our shout out and reached out to me. So now to, to just complete my bucket list, when I finally do go out to Vegas in December, we're going to finish up strong with Errol Smith. Yep. Night before that. Got uh Rod white retirement show love that then you got zz top my good my good close dear personal friends zz top you got elwood and uh billy and frank out there gonna go see them and psyched up about that and piff the magic dragon you've you know piff the magic dragon right? i do i know him very well yeah, you probably heard you probably heard of his older brother puff steve oh yeah okay <laughs> that's great. good that's shit great. I love it. it's gold connie i'm telling you it's gold but <clears throat> Piff reach out. So, Hey, if you get a chance to see Piff, go see Piff. Cause he's, uh, like it's, it's like on my bucket list. I can hardly <laughs> wait. It is. I, I, know I saw him here in Huntsville. He's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, my God, it, it's absolutely. That is, is a, I'm, I'm absolutely most excited about that. And I'm going to continue talking about it till I go and get to see it. Well, we hope you guys are going to be talking about our Bushwhackers episode. If you got a question, ask it over on Twitter at Pritchard show. That's at Pritchard show. If you're trying to introduce a new listener to our program, maybe they want to have a little sample before they dive right in, send them over to YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash something to wrestle. Of course you can tweet us as well. I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. He is at Bruce Pritchard and we are out of time. We'll see you next week. Talking all things bushwhackers right here on something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard rock on. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? Yeah. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.